Movie Freaks of the Future. It's that time, and it's been a shitty day. Let's uh, have a couple drinks, slur some words, and say some stupid bullshit about movies. Ooh, what's that? And you're like, oh, this means something, and then no, no, it doesn't. If you like Dirty Harry, it's a Dirty Harry movie. Just run through the shitter. There's a plot, maybe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net with a combined 79 years of movie watching experience. Happy birthday, sir. Hey, that's me. <laughs> One year oh. away from the big uh, 8-0 between the two of us. That's Yeah, that, which that's, is that's kind of a, a landmark thing there. That's a lot of years. Holy crap. Yeah. Old. A lo- and a lot of a lot of crap being watched. Yes. Having been watched. Yep. And more to come. Uh, <laughs> I'm Eric Warner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. And before we dive into the roulette, uh, I want to get the contact stuff out of the way because uh, eh, we'll just try something new. I get tired of saying this shit every week. Um, Movie Freaks Pod is your keyword. You get a hold of us at yahoo.com for mail. Uh, Facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod is our main arena where we are partying. Go see us there. And at Movie Freaks Pod on the Twitter, but eh, I'm not going to lie. I have failed greatly at keeping that regularly updated, but I haven't got many tweet back, so eh. Yeah. Uh, whatever. If you do, I'll see it, and uh, we will We will always communicate with the people yes. that are listening. We will respond in kind. One way or another. For the most part. Although there was that yeah. one guy a couple of weeks ago who just we had never talked to before and jumped on and uh, yes. read, read one of your reviews and said, wow, anybody that could think that is a fucking moron, idiot, retard or something. And I was like, oh, welcome to Blockland because you yes. are blocked. We are yeah, a, that was that was a Ghostbusters review. Uh, we are a uh, troll-free community. Yeah. <laughs> I will have none of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you're, you can disagree with us all you want, but name-calling, you're gone. I don't care if yep. there's 12 people left on the internet that are paying attention to us. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going to be one of those yeah. sites. There's a million other places on the web to get that kind of action. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so how are you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing good. Uh, I watched Suicide Squad earlier today, but we'll get into that review later on in the show. Cool, so cool. Stay tuned for uh, this Movie Freak's official review of the third DC Comics uh, movie. All right. I look forward to it. Uh, oh, oh, um, all right. Uh, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm good over here. For once, it's yeah. not a Monday episode, but it's a Tuesday episode, and it might as well be a Monday episode, because I'm just <laughs> that tired. I've literally got mo- over half my week's worth of uh, time in in two days. Uh, oh, so wow. It's been uh, brutal. Summer can go the hell away anytime yeah, it wants. I'm, you I'm know, pretty- I am right there with you, and I used to be like, oh, bring on the heat. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm, uh, okay. Let's, I'm, I'm ready for fall. The older I get, the less tolerance I have for the heat. It's not that I love the winter or anything, but damn, it is hot as balls out there. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm, I'm into, what's your flavor tonight? I'm into more McNaughton again. I'm kind of still oh, um, riding that Clan, can, uh, Canadian Clan whiskey. McGregor. It, and the new, the new bottle of Clan McGregor. I think this is something that we should start, start doing on the show for pretty much every episode is, what are we drinking tonight? Yeah. <laughs> it's been going well. It's mostly yeah. still kind of embarrassing at how yeah. cheap shit we drink, but yeah. that's all right. It's kind of a revolving door of Clan McGregor, 
uh, Louders, Rich, Rich and, and Rare, Rare Ivor House, that's Canadian a, Limited, yeah, uh, anything bottom shelf, twelve dollars or less, yeah, and that's our wheel horse right there, <laughs> or wheelhouse, whatever, yeah, whatever you want to call it. It's yeah, it's <laughs> it's some sort of wheel and lower shelf anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's dive into the roulette, and it's going to be an exciting roulette. We might actually spend a little more time on the roulette tonight. I assume we're going to do a rabbit trail, but depending on how the roulette goes, I mean, we might just skip it. We'll we'll see, because yeah. it, it's it it's an anomaly this week. We've yes, never it is. had anything quite like this, and I'm I'm going to make a post about it on the Facebook page before this episode goes out, so everyone should know that listens uh, by the time they're hearing this. Highly encourage you guys to go watch. They're watching and standoff before listening to the rest of this episode. We're going to get right into spoilers and stuff because I, good. I agree. Um, uh, I, I texted you and I was like, dude, I'm going to need your review of their watching. That was my movie this week. I'm going to need your review of it. And you said likewise on standoff. So we both watched both roulettes and that is extremely unusual, but uh, I got the pole position. I'll go first. Uh, I'll go gem on the rough on, in the rough on this one. I, I, I yeah. of all of the trailers I watched and everything, I thought this was going to be uh, terrible and yeah. not good. I, I'm the toughest on comedy horror. And uh, hold on here, I got to, uh, the synopsis: superstitious locals still believe in witches. A camera crew laughs them off, as Eugene said. They really shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah, that, I mean, that's an okay synopsis, but I would go more along the lines of it's a reality TV show crew goes, uh, one of these things where they're like, fix it up home thing. Yeah. yeah renovation, re- renovate this house in, uh, bumfuckistan Europe. Yes. Yeah. I don't even remember what the name of the country was. Some Eastern European country. Yeah. Anyway. Rumors of witches that used to live in this house that maybe got burned at the stake, maybe, possibly, and then oh, you'll yeah. you'll never fix up this dump, and then they come back six months later to see how uh, their couple fared with fixing up this dump. And the shenanigans ensue. I don't want to get too spoilery on this thing, because it really is all about that payoff of, of letting it grow and watching it develop. And, and genuinely liking the characters. Yeah, yeah, I agree. For the um, most part. Yeah, for the most part. A couple of scumbags in there, but they get what's coming to them. Yeah. Uh, about about the time we're getting to the third act of this movie, I was like, okay. About the time the, the painting in the basement was starting to get revealed, I was like, no, no, it was before that. It, it Or right around that time. It was when the, there was that stake in the burnt-out ground. Yeah. <laughs> when that happened, I was like, okay. Because I always have to try and figure out what's happening with this movie. The writer in me has to... Please do this. Yeah. And to steal one of Eugene's favorite phrases, I'm happy to report they did exactly what I wanted them to do all the way <laughs> to the end. And I, it is a comedy horror. It would definitely fall in that category, I think. But I think overall it was uh, a very good balance. It wasn't too... It wasn't Zombievers, funny, silly, stupid, no. and it wasn't uh, Cabin in the Woods, overtly comedy or, or horror. 
And there there are horror elements at, in play here, but it's not like super gory or something. Um, no. It just, it all kind of paid off for me. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I was never bored. I enjoyed the characters, even the ones that were uh, horrible assholes. I, I was like, you're probably going to get what's coming to you. And they did. Mm. And I even like the bad guys. I'm not oh, going to yeah. yeah. put any hints out there to what that was, but... Well, and, and, you know, and, and also, I think that like the comedy comes from just the regular the, the actors, the people in the movie are just interacting with each other, and it's almost not like we're, they, they weren't trying too hard to be funny. It was just like, hey, we're just we know each other, and we're we're just saying funny shit to each other. So it didn't feel like a comedy comedy. It, does that make sense? Like it felt yeah, it more felt, just. It felt more like a behind the scenes of a of a crew where the stuff yeah. that would have been deleted off of a show, but it was just yeah. normal kind of interactions that made it awkwardly funny. It's awkward funny the way that you and I like it. Yes. Uh, for example, oh, yeah. the the first moment where I was like, okay, we're on to something here. They kind of stumble into this church service and they're wearing body cams and stuff and. They didn't really want to let them in with cameras, but they kept on this hidden body cam. And then they get into the, just watch this, you know, small community uh, church service, what they thought it was. And then it turns out, no, it's a children's funeral. And they're Whoa. videotaping it. And you're like, oh, this is awkward. We got to get out of here, but you can't really leave. And then over their, like, walkie-talkie radio comes their asshole producer, Wench, who's like, hey, fucktards, or whatever yeah. she was saying. Where are, the, where are you <laughs> stupid yes. fuckwads at? And it was like, oh, my God. Everybody's looking at him, and you're like, you're going to die. Just run. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was great. And that, yeah, that was so awkward. And that set the stage for me, like, oh, okay. It's going to be that kind of humor and that kind of awkward. And then from there, it just kind of grew, you know? And I thought that they, they there were some horror elements that were extremely effective, uh, especially for being such a low-budget kind of affair, where the, they're watching. The locals would just kind of be standing around staring at them in the, in the halfway distance. Not yeah, too close, not that. too threatening, not too far away, that it's like an alien weird kind of thing. Just sort of, we're right here on the edge of your property and we're guarding. Yeah. And it was so uncomfortable. Um, anyway, uh, for me, huge thumbs up on their watching. It, it knocked it out of the park for me. I, w I wouldn't go like a perfect score or anything, but I would say this is a rock solid, like eight out of 10 fully yeah. enjoyed. Um, and I was very glad that you did too. Oh my. Yeah. The, honestly, from all our roulettes and I don't have them all pulled up in front of me, this is in the top for me. I, I would say the top five, at least if not the top three, I know that I, I absolutely adored uh, was it Here Comes the Devil? The, yeah. the two, the, the, I loved that movie. That was, I think, your roulette, but that is as good as that movie, if not better. It's right up there with the, that's why we do these roulettes is to find those gems, and that's a gem. Damn straight. Go watch yeah. this movie. This yeah. is awesome, and it deserves yeah. more attention. Yep. The last 15 minutes, I actually rewound and watched the, all of the 15, last 15 minutes again, because I'm like, that was, Holy balls, that was so awesome. Okay, I have to watch that all over again right now. <laughs> uh, and likewise, I, I, I'm not kidding. Of the two movies we took, I was like, there's there's no way that uh, Standoff is going to be there watching. Standoff is going to be like this 
action movie uh, akin to like a Scott Atkins joint where it's like, it's watchable, yep. it's okay, but yep. <laughs> don't hurt yourself. And you were like, nope, you got to watch this. And yep. even after your we're very vague when we're texting about this shit because we want to save it for the show, uh, for the audience that doesn't know. <laughs> he just sent me like, you need to watch this too. And like 15, uh, rock hands emojis. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll give it a shot. And with, I, I'll let you go first. But within the first third, I was like, Holy shit. What am I watching? This is awesome. Yep. Okay. Standoff for me. And and seriously, like you said, this had all the makings of a forgettable Netflix. Meh, okay for a for a roulette. I mean, hour and twenty minutes. There's immediately it's like, oh, okay, it's one of those where they pad the runtime just to get a movie out of it. Uh, first time director, like literally, this is his first movie. Um, Thomas Jane is in it. Lawrence Fishburne, which I like them, but they're not a listers. They're they're this, they're not, but. But Thomas Jane, more and more. Uh, did you see that uh, short film he did uh, where he was an asshole? It just came out on the net this week. Uh-uh. It's a short film about uh, don't being an organ donor in case you die or something. And it's one oh. of the it's one of the most messed up things I've ever seen from a medical perspective because it's he just is an asshole he's literally driving down the road he pees into a glass bottle throws it out the uh, he's a hick um everybody hates him he's a complete piece of garbage he's treating <laughs> old people terribly and kids terribly and uh, spitting and he's just a monster and then in the end it's a it, he, he had an aneurysm and but it said he's an organ donor be like him even in death <laughs> Even if you're a total asshole, be like Be him. like Thomas Jane. And I, I had to stop and reflect. I was like, I love Thomas Jane. He does yeah. that oh, short. I do too. He did the Punisher, like the short Punisher. Which I did see that one. The laundromat yep. thing. Like, yep. He does st- stuff like that where it's like, you're cool. Anyway. Yeah. Not yeah. Real. So, again, the movie starts and it's, you know, it's very few actors, which a lot of these Netflix Quickies are very few actors to keep the budgets low, but uh, real quick, the storyline is uh, this 12-year-old girl and her uncle, or no, her stepfather or whatever. It is, well, uh, uh, it's her aunt's boyfriend. There you go, yeah. So they're at a funeral, and um, and a hitman shows up to take out everybody in this funeral because of whatever I'm, I'm going to try to be a little bit vague here. And, uh, this little girl, this 12 year old girl, she has a camera. So she's a, you know, a, an aspiring photographer. And she snaps this guy's picture, Lawrence Fishburne, which he wears a mask, but he does take it off. He sees the little girl and chase ensues to this house in the middle of nowhere, where a very disheveled Thomas Jane is, uh, seems to be getting close to possibly committing suicide because of things that you find out later on in the movie, what happened with him and his family. And basically the girl holds up with him as Lawrence Fishburne tries to get the girl and the camera and just take care of business, take care of loose ends. And from there, the movie is basically a cat and mouse who can, uh, who can convince the other one to either leave or bring me the girl or the camera or whatever. And, uh, the dialogue is so good with their back and forth and there are sudden bursts of violence throughout the movie. 
that are perfectly timed to where it's like you're never bored. I was never bored. Uh, they're back and forth, and all of a sudden there's a couple, like uh, maybe a shootout, or there's glass on the stairs. I mean, Thomas Jane, he's a he's from the military, so he has ways of even though he's short on ammo, he has ways to keep Lawrence Fishburne's character at bay downstairs. There, are, him and the girl are upstairs, and it. It's so good. It's so good. Such a gem in the rough movie where by the by the time the movie was done, I'm like, this was good enough that I think this should have got a theatrical release, just like uh, they're, they're watching. Both of them felt like they were worthy of a theatrical release. I agree. And I, I feel like after I watched it, they're watching and you watched it and also liked it and said uh, what you did about standoff. I started standoff and I was like, look, okay, right off the bat, there's no way this is going to be as good as they're watching. And I think by the time it was done, I, I still, standoff might actually end up with a higher score. It was that oh, wow. good. Yeah, it, it was, was awesome. It was so good. The, the, like you said, the cat and mouse, the back and forth, it is a psychological thriller from two guys who are already shot. One's upstairs, mm-hmm. one's downstairs, and they just play their mind games to try and get the other one to give up, give it up. And yeah, just watch it. That's all I can say yeah. to the audience. These films need to be seen. This was yep. better than a, so many th- films that get theatrical releases. Oh, oh my I god! I, would it have sold in theatrical? I don't know because I watched the trailer and we had the both uh, the same reaction yeah. to both these films. We're like, eh. So I don't know that people would have really shown up for it. Maybe some word of mouth would have kicked up and, and people would have gone and, and seen them. But I, it's just hard to explain unless you have people like us saying, go watch this shit because damn, it's yeah. good. Yeah. I, it's amazing how these movies just pop up on Netflix that you've never heard of. And I I try to be up on the horror scene, but I had never heard of their watching. And it was great. Like as of right now, that is easily in my t- – definitely in my top ten horror of the year – if not my top 10 of the year, because I loved that thing. And standoff might be too right now. I mean, I haven't watched a ton of new, like brand new release movies, but that's, that's really good. I mean, that's better than some of the theatrical movies I've watched this year. Me too. It's, uh, both of these probably will make my top 10 of the year, at least at, the, at this point, and we're in August. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, like you, I haven't seen a lot of uh, theatricals, new theatrical shit, but... Uh, but damn, these were strong, yeah. and this is exactly yeah. why we do the roulette. This is exactly yeah. why we do this show, is to bring the light and uh, positive light to these smaller films that don't get as much attention. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're not quite as funny when we're when we're gushing on these really, really good <laughs> movies versus yeah. the shit. But still, it's it's great that we had a doubleheader roulette that we both were like, wow. Not only was that solid, that was a damn good movie. That was really good. Oh, and like I told you before we started the show, I want to spend more time on this because more – watch this shit. This stuff yeah. deserves more praise. Okay. And I was even impressed – one more thing about standoff yeah, is, is uh, you know, and we've gone – we've talked about this before on, on previous roulettes. It's like, oh, 12-year-old girl. It's like, oh, great. Now we're dealing with a younger you – know, a child actress. She was great. I I totally bought her as this kind of naive, but you can tell that she's been through a lot. And just, I liked her. I liked her character. I, she was never annoying. Um, sweet girl. It just, it, everything worked so well in that movie and everybody worked so good together. I completely agree about, uh, the girl in the movie. And they even went so far as to make it even harder 
uh, for you to buy her because of her stupid, weird-shaped glasses. I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but I was like, oh, what is with this? What, what kind of yeah. choice was this? Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe it was for us jaded uh, dorks who are, like, sick of child actors that are terrible and, excuse me, and annoying. Um, they gave her some John Lennon glasses. Not sunglasses. Just regular eyeglasses. And you're like, man, wow, this kid looks like a dork. Why are you even doing this? But it worked. And, and by the halfway point, I was like, it plays into... Uh, her being more vulnerable in a weird way. I was like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it was so good. It, <laughs> it worked. It worked on just really about every single level. Yeah. Rock solid. It did. I, I mean, I mean, I literally, I had to come up with some, I tried to come up with some negatives, like maybe a couple lines of dialogue were a bit melodramatic, maybe, but I, I'm literally reaching because I liked the movie so much. I was totally satisfied by role credits that was a gem in the rough. And now, I, that that is so rare. Two gems in the rough. So rare. So rare. It, it, <laughs> and and, and what happened on, on this spoiler, one? Spoiler on the on the third act of standoff when we're into the climax shit. For, for most of the spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. If you haven't watched the movie, just skip ahead a bit. Um, you've been warned. Yeah. So Thomas James has been harboring this one shell in his like twenty gauge, which is a mm. bullshit gun for mm. trying to hurt a person past twenty feet. Um, <laughs> this whole movie, it's been about this one round that he has yep. to fire, and finally he gives it. You know, the, he brings in his wife to threaten to finally get him to bring him to to cut, get his ass downstairs. And so instead of giving into his demands, he gives the girl the gun, teaches her how to use it more or less, and he charges downstairs, more than likely to his doom, and the girl comes downstairs, and Thomas J. managed to get a Swiss Army knife into the guy's jugular, and he's the girl holds the gun right up to Lawrence Fishburne, is going to blow his head off. And I, I'll be honest, at that point, I was like, yes, do it, <laughs> do it. I, I know the kid's going to be damaged for life for having killed this guy, but I just want to see his brain splattered. <laughs> and she yep. pulls the trigger, and it's a dud. And I was like, right there, I was like, that is premium grade A writing. And I'm sorry that I don't have the name of the director ahead of me, uh, right in front of me here, but he was also the writer of this film. He wrote and directed this film. Yeah, Adam Aleka or Ale- Alicia, something like that, is the director. Sir... That is grade A writing, because when that thing clicked dud, I was like, freaking genius. Because she had the strength to pull the trigger and do the deed, but it didn't go off, so she won't be damaged the rest of her life, and Fishburne died anyway. Granted, you wanted to see that movie party, he wants to see his head splattered, but... Yeah, but no, I was totally satisfied with that. I I was was great. I was like, genius, genius! And on top of it, he was like, a little girl had the guts to take me out. And then it was a dud. So I could have taken them out at any time. And I like it just compounded his failure. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that with how they were trying to hide the cam- everything about it, how they were trying to hide the camera roll, because she had an old style film yeah. camera. Yeah. I'm like, what is he doing? I'm like, oh, nice. And then, you know, he tries to hide the camera roll. And then here's here is why he did that, because Jeff Burns said, well, it was I'm, I'm going to yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do this. It was like, well, go ahead and do that. But the camera roll is going to live on. And like, ah, so back and forth and back and forth. It was great. Yep, I agree. OK, but the question is, will the next roulette live up to this one? Probably not. Yep. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Did you watch the trailers for these films? The ones that I threw your way? Either. Or the 
Um, I watched the trailer for, let's see, I'm going to get your list up here. You watched the trailer uh, for Baskin and that's it, didn't you? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. no, so, no, critical, I, no, Critical Condition, I I have seen that trailer before. I've, I've heard of that movie. I've not seen it, though. Oh, okay. That's the, yeah. Uh, all right, let's move to the next round. I'll sell mine first here, and we'll try okay. to move through this fairly swiftly since we spent so much time gushing over these movies. Um, yeah. First up, The Little Prince from 2015. This is an animated film. I'm really playing on your recent review of, what was that called? Fantaboy. Thank you. Uh, Animated film. This is also an animated film when an overscheduled girl befriends an eccentric aviator. He regales her her with tales uh, about the adventures of an unusual boy who lives on an asteroid. Uh, Jeff Bridges, Rachel McAdams, Paul Rudd, Bud Court. Is that a name you know? That Mm. name sounds familiar to me. Uh, anyway, uh, this thing has got overwhelmingly positive reviews, and it's one of the few trailers in my life I've watched that could bring me to tears. The trailer was so powerful. Looked oh, and I, of course, looked, didn't watch the trailer for that. It looked great. It almost had a kind of claymation-y look to it, uh, but I don't know that it was. Uh, next, Critical Condition, 1987. This is a Richard Pryor comedy film that I've never heard of, so... I obviously am going to watch it, but I thought, you know, I'm going to change it up and I'm going to throw that at you just because um, I'm trying to draw attention away from the third film that I'm throwing your way, which is Baskin from 2015. A group of tough Turkish lawmen answer a call from a remote town and stumble into a gory black mass that appears to be occurring literally in hell. Um, You did watch the trailer for Baskin? I did, yes. I I found a three-minute trailer of it, and I stopped about halfway through because I was sold. I was done. Good enough. Uh, Violently gory and extremely oppressive, this film. Uh, But the reason that I threw the other two at you, it's a trap. I'm not going to lie. I... I, 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 (laughs) um, It's a trap. It is a trap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's an Akbar. Um, <laughs> here's the reason why I threw you this combination. Because naturally, being the horror guy, you're going to go after Baskin. And probably still will. But this is a Turkish affair. This is going to be a subtitled film. I know. you I... might be walking into a combination of a girl walks home alone at night and the color of the skin of the French whatever the, the hell that bullshit, we watched. Yeah. And it's, and it's not... 80 minutes. It's an hour and 46 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not uh, a... It says 96 on IMDb. Oh, okay, hour and a half. okay. So not overly long, but I saw some insanely gory shit going on. But I also saw a lot of uh, possibly pretentious stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, you... Yeah. Oh, I, 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 read the, I read up on some reviews on that thing, and uh, from what I'm reading is it's... Oh, it's it's got a great payoff, but you have to slog through an hour's worth of exactly what you were talking about. So I'm like, oh, there's that scene where he falls back into water, like in some hallucination. And then a giant hand is coming at him. And it's like, "Eh, you might be running into a a wall there, but if you're not going to take that, there's a Richard Pryor movie from the eighties and this animated thing. That's real popular. Anyway, good luck with that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Over to you. Okay. So for me and now I will say this because we were not a hundred percent sure on if we were going to tape tonight until about what, like maybe five hours ago. Yeah. And so I literally was scrambling to come up with roulette picks because I watched Suicide Squad this afternoon and then I went out with family for supper. So I was at the restaurant on my phone on Netflix 
picking out movies as I was eating. Your, That's literally your your, that, p- your picks clearly reflect that, sir. But yes, they do. <laughs> I literally was going off. Okay, the picture looks good. <laughs> I, I I looked at your list and I was like, oh, is this punishment because the last roulette was good? Is that what we're doing? It's like <laughs> let's slog through this shit because I thought about yeah. doing that, but. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's that I want to to prepare the our our audience for what is in store for you. I watched uh, look, I watched all these trailers cuz I was like bullshit. When you sent me the list I was like if one of these doesn't sell to me, I'm going to call bullshit and you're going to send me some more picks. I'll be honest, but uh <laughs> we're good. Go ahead. Okay. So. Okay. So first up is uh Punk's Dead SLC Punk or yeah, Punk's Dead SLC Punked Part 2. Hour and 15 minutes. There you go. Um, it's a comedy and it's quirky and irreverent, says Netflix. It's a mopey goth kid, <laughs> a mopey goth kid whose dad died of an overdose, sheds his straight edge outlook and goes on a crazy bender during a road trip to a punk show. Since I get to pick and- first, we'll just go right down the line with this. Um, I watched this movie. Oh, you did? Well, no, but I watched the trailer for it, and it's about three minutes long, and I've seen this entire movie. I'm good. And okay. I haven't seen the first uh, SLC Punk, so uh, okay. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll pass on that one. Now, this one here is one that would probably eventually make its way onto the roulette. So, having you know, this one here I probably would have thrown your way regardless. It's a movie called Sweet Home from 2015. It's about... Um, Trespassing in a decrepit apartment building for a romantic interlude, a couple finds themselves trapped by mask killers on a sinister mission. Hour and 20 minutes, it, you know, it's probably going to be another one of these Netflix quickies, but you never know. It could be a good movie, but that's one that if you would have thrown my way, or if I would have thrown it your way, so to speak, I I would totally watch this eventually. It's one of those movies. This is a uh, roulette film through and through. I watched the trailer for it. It looked... Like, it might be something, it, a home invasion affair with a kind of flair, but not something I'd automatically click on that falls into the kind of horror that I would pass to you on the roulette. And I, yeah, I've, exactly. I've considered throwing this one to you uh, this week, maybe even last week, uh, but okay. but I found other stuff I was more interested in tricking you with. Uh, <laughs> carry on. Okay, and last but not least, because I did not hear back from you, I assume that this one here is okay. This is uh, 2000, or 2000, uh, 1966, The Naked Prey. And it's about a group of hunters that offends a local tribe in South Africa's bush country, and the tribesmen torture and kill all but one of the men, and the men is trying to get back to civilization. I do know that Criterion put this out on DVD and Blu-ray. That speaks volumes to me. And um, 66, I think it looks really good. Uh, there you go. Did you watch the trailer? Mm. I think it looks really good. <laughs> uh, so I, I it norm, good. normally, I normally what I do is when, when you send me the, the list, I uh, queue up the YouTube and I'm like, I top, type in whatever movie you send and hit trailer. And all I brought up was this 1960s film that looked like a National Geographic thing crossed with a Mondo movie where they're, like, just killing animals and gutting them, uh, elephants. They were climbing <laughs> yeah. inside of elephants. I was like, there's no way this is on Netflix. This I must be on the wrong movie. I went to Netflix. I'm on the right movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I stopped the trailer about three-fourths of the way through because... I will be taking the naked prey. This this movie is bonkers. <laughs> it looks like 
I don't know. It just looks crazy, and I've never heard of it before. And it looks like they're really killing animals. Uh, uh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, um, yeah. So naked prey. I'm all over that one. <laughs> okay, all right. And and I'm not gonna lie here. The Little Prince is honestly very tempting because I do have my reservations about Baskin. Uh, the, with the reviews and the fact that it is subtitled, I could be walking into it's a trap. It's a trap, um, but you have yeah. good options, good rated options. Yeah, yeah, because seriously, the other two are, I'm sure that Critical Condition is going to be funny, and I'm sure that Little Prince is going to be fantastic, but the underbelly in me is saying, <laughs> go with Baskin. You know, I got a stack of Blu-rays from my birthday that I'm like, oh, but I got so much good shit to watch, but it's going to have to be Baskin. Let's get that, just, just get that taken care of. <laughs> All right. Yep. Hey, for the record, you had options. That's, that's I had that's options. All yep. I'm saying. But I, I will say, I as gory as it may look, I'm not holding out tons of hope that it's going to be this awesome horror gem in the rough. I don't think. But we'll see. You know what? You, it, never know. you know what the trailer honestly looked like to me? Uh, it looked like those moments in Event Horizon that were ultra speedy, flashy. It looked like a 90 minute movie of that. Which, if it is that. Cheers. I'm all I'm in. But <laughs> I, some of the stuff was rough. I mean, they were doing that stuff while like they were forcing people to have se- it, sex. It was crazy, dude. Mm. Wow. Oh, you're like, hmm, the, the giant smile on your face doesn't translate. <laughs> uh, trust me, there was nothing sexy about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Are you ready to move on to something else? Yes. That That was a pretty good roulette uh, episode there. Yeah, it was. Uh, Okay, do you... Where are we at? 10.40. Do you want to do a rabbit trail? Do you have a... Yeah, let's go down the old rabbit trail real quick and (laughs) see what happens. Okay. Uh, Do Um, you have something? um, Let's see. I do, Uh, if you don't, but... Then go for it. Yeah, by all means, go for it. No, it's all good. I've been hogging the last few, so... No, go for it. I know that last week I talked a little bit about Dr. Butcher MD and just didn't I talk about practical effects a little bit? And I mean, <laughs> oh, because the, the, there, there is something that I wrote down last week that I obviously I didn't delete off my notes, so that means I did not talk about it. Okay. Um. So, well, uh, if, I, if, if 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 your topic has to do with practical effects, let me uh, do mine and and it'll spiral into that. Okay. Uh, wow, I wasn't planning on this one. I was planning on a different one, but that's okay. That'll, that'll work, uh, perfectly. Uh, okay. We often talk about, um, HD films and, uh, HD films. Um, how do I explain this? Um, eh, older movies getting cleaned up and getting Blu-ray releases and HD releases, uh, stuff like Total Recall, Predator, your, your old, uh, horror movies from the seventies and shit like that, where it's like, they, you know, uh, Scream Factory and Arrow clean them up so well yeah. they look like brand new movies. So my question is, how far can HD go until older movies' practical effects look awful? Like, Ooh, I mean, boy. 720p, 1080i, 1080p, 4K, 8K. I mean, at what point do they become shit? And, what, and uh, you know, thinking about films like Total Recall and um, Predator... I, I was very indifferent to those getting an HD cleanup because part of the grain was part of the charm. And yeah. I, I, I felt too often when it's obvious that they're on a set and they clean them up too much, they start looking like shit. Like 
The Total Recall Blu-ray is okay, but you can definitely tell in some of the Mars scenes that they're very definitely on a set. And it, yeah. the suspension of disbelief starts to go away. On the other hand, something like Predator, where it's all outdoors um, and real, I was, I'm was i still appalled at how much that looks like it was shot yesterday. Looks amazing because it was all shot in the real, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. So at what point do practical effects start to look worse than CGI? Hmm. I mean, I think part of that, that question is already answered by that is shooting on sets versus shooting in, you know, in the jungle or outdoors or whatever. Uh, but I do notice, especially when it comes to the practical effects and, uh, you know, latex and the gore and all that type of stuff. Like I noticed, uh, on the last time I watched Lucio Fulci's zombie, when there's the, the worm eye zombie slowly rises up from out of the, out of his tomb. Uh, I had never noticed this before, but you can see the guy's eye underneath the black. Like it, it looks like he doesn't have an eye. Yeah. Uh, but you can clearly see that there's like a little, a, a little, whatever, pantyhose or whatever you want like, over his head and then the mask is over top of it and you're like oh i can see that this dude's wearing a mask or he's you know whatever and it's because it's been so cleaned up and and looks so good and evil dead especially evil dead uh i mean the first time i saw that was on vhs and it looked so real and now it's like everything is fake in that original evil dead it's like oh dude like like there's there's puppets and there's you know you can see that they're wearing like gloves, uh, like like demon gloves, yeah. and you can see their real skin underneath of it, underneath it, and all that type of stuff. So it's like the more these get cleaned up, the more it's like, oh, I can see the the squibs and the the blood pipes and all that stuff. And that's and just, yeah, you know, but part of that is the the low budget nature of it because you have the bigger budget films that where they could do it better, and it just starts to fall apart. Like again, Total Recall. Um, and yeah. I still think that Blu-ray is, it's really cool, but at the same time, that, like you were talking about with Evil Dead, that's why I held on to my VHS. I got that super special VHS collector's edition, uh, kind of shell case version. Yeah. Uh, and I'll never get rid of that because, and I have it on DVD and I have it on Blu-ray. Uh, but sometimes, sometimes I need to sit down and watch that bitch on VHS because I yeah. still want to see it in that, kind of fashion so i don't know i i really much like you i'm 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 a collector of the physical media and i really appreciate when they even these smaller venues put out the put out the uh cleaned up versions on blu-ray and they look amazing that's great but i still kind of want to go back occasionally and revisit the vhs and the laser disc and i'm not i've i've sort of started to fall back in love with those versions even oh as, really? Well, even as shitty and crappy as they are, I've I didn't go crazy like with uh, okay, for example, the uh the trans uh, uh when we transferred from um VHS to DVD, you and I took bags upon bags upon bags of shit and traded them yeah. into sh- to stores and got rid of stuff and upgraded. And yep. when it went from DVD to Blu-ray, I kind of didn't do that. I only did it with films that were extremely uh, CGI effects heavy because I knew I would want them in Blu-ray, but I still held on to the bulk of my DVD, and I'm so glad I did. I actually 
I don't think there's many VHS I wish I would have hung on to because they were mostly garbage. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I'm part of these groups on Facebook where they're talking about all these uh, old 80s grindhouse movies on VHS, and it's like, man, I would kill to have that shit on VHS. Just the, <laughs> That's so cool, a big old clamshell shit. I, I guess I never really had it, but I remember renting from the video store, and they had that clamshell VHS, and I wish I did so I could just pop in. Uh, I was thinking about it today. Uh, I was listening to... Um, yeah, what is it? The, the 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 girls with the horror show where they oh yeah break yeah. break down the uh, academically um, faculty of horror, and yeah. they were talking about sleepaway camp. What would oh, you? Oh, yeah, I remember oh, that one. Great episode. What would you give to have a copy of Sleepaway Camp on VHS? I would love that. The big old yeah. box. Oh, give that to me. Um, yeah, <laughs> if I could ever stumble across that in a thrift store, I would snap it up in a heartbeat. Anyway, yeah. uh, so I think that, it, but see, when you watch it on VHS, it some of those effects and the problems that you have when when it's cleaned up are kind of hidden by the uh, technology. Definitely. Oh, without without a doubt, it, there's there's not the resolution, so you don't get the the. The cheaper makeup, or you do, you don't see someone's eye behind a, a latex mask or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I'm 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 always forward thinking with movies, so it's like I I want the best possible. Like, what did this thing look? I want to see what this thing looked like through the viewfinder of the 35 millimeter camera they were shooting on. Uh, like, I want to see what this thing all cleaned up with proper film grain and proper everything. Like, what did the the original Unviewed 35 millimeter print that was for the first time run through the uh, the film projector at the theater. What did it look like? Um, so, and and I gotta say, I bring up Doctor Butcher. Uh, that is one of the best releases of the year. This is definitely going into soft underbelly material here, but the amount of of restoration for that movie uh, and how it looks like it looks like a grindhousey old movie, but. Uh, it looks like this is probably exactly what this looked like back in the theater with a brand new 35 millimeter print. It probably looked like this. And I think it's, it's just awesome. And watching the special features, I watched every special feature on this thing. Um, and there's a, a gentleman by the name of, uh, Rosario Girolami, Girolamo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's that guy. Yeah, he, so he's, uh, he talks about um, American horror movies and versus Italian stuff um, and just how CGI has taken over. And he's like, it's and, and hey, I don't I'm not a CGI guy as far as like I've never done CGI or practical effects. Really, this guy did practical effects and he just said that that craft has been so diminished because of CGI. He's like. There were many sleepless nights where you would literally be up all night thinking, how am I going to pull off this effect tomorrow morning? I, how am I going to do it? Well, now it's, okay, well, we'll just, we'll fix that in post. We'll just, you know, add blah, 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 and throw it in there. Um, and it shows on some of these old movies. It's like, how, I mean, like, you know, we're talking about, like, I, it looks like someone is really, truly getting their guts ripped out of them. Well, no, it's just a pig's body shot up close tight and it's real pig guts or whatever. And I'm like, that's 
great. And yeah. they, that's <laughs> but versus but with, oh, it's... but with Doctor Butcher again, that was one that was mostly outside, was it not? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, okay. That was almost exclusively outside. I, yeah, I haven't in watched it and... forever, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's. Uh, but I know what you're saying though, as far as like sets, you can definitely tell when they're on sets. You know, and I don't want to like Blade Runner. I loved it. It is really cleaned up. The Blu-ray is, and you can tell there's miniatures going on in that movie. But it's still I incredible. Mean, yeah, but that that one uh, again, a lot of real sets. Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, real sets. Now, now I'm combining the two because I'm. <laughs> It's that time, and it's been a shitty day. Let's uh, have a couple drinks and slur some words and say some stupid bullshit about movies. Um, so, uh, but like with its sets, it w- they were very uh, real street kind of. Uh, they looked real. You know what I mean? It, it yeah. was not like um, Total Recall, where it was like we're inside a dome in Mars. Okay, it was like we're on a street, and it, there's just a little more neon and a lot of smoke and. Rain. Uh, yeah, yeah I, you know, so it, it still played out as a, a very functional uh, kind of futuristic set. I mean, yeah, granted, there were miniatures, and you can definitely tell those when the little cars are flying around the pyramid buildings and whatnot. I think that's the main thing, yeah, the, the cars flying around the pyramid stuff. And... You could tell that's a dated effect, but it still fully functions because it's a wide yeah. angle. It's not super yeah. up close. It's almost like uh, what... Peter Jackson did with in Lord of the Rings with the uh, quote unquote bigatures instead of being miniature it was like huge itchers oh, yeah. yeah and that made it more detailed and and uh, realistic I guess maybe yeah. I don't know it just made the effect work better do you think that the uh, the effect uh, whenever I watch Aliens which is one of my favorite movies of all time when uh, the Marines are going down to the planet and they're like they're doing their drop and they're in their ship and the ship is just just flying and it's going through the clouds on blu-ray and i haven't seen the dvd in a long time but on blu-ray you can totally tell that is like it's fake yeah. but it still it still looks cool you just mean the, but the one shot where they're going through the clouds yeah, yeah. I'm like oh man ouch oh. but i wonder like do you think that that would look not as fake on dv or on uh, like vhs or dvd or do you think that's just the way that shot was uh i think the problem there is that we've become uh, more accustomed to knowing how things work behind the scenes. That's just a mm-hmm. sign of the times. At the time, we were like, holy shit, amazing. It flew through the clouds. It's the same with um, yeah. the Millennium Falcon on Bespin. It's flying through the clouds. We got it. But when, you know, now that we, once uh, the birth of DVD, bumble, bumble, stumble, stumble. Once this, bit, 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 bit. Once DVD came around and special features became more prevalent, um, you know, we started, uh, the, the more general populace got a, a behind-the-scenes look at how the shit was done, and we're like, okay, I see how you did that trick. Whereas, yeah. I mean, I, I still have a double VHS collector's set of Nightmare on Elm Street, and the second VHS tape was showing how some of the effects were done. So they, yeah. this kind of shit just wasn't really prevalent in the VHS days. You were just happy to have the damn movie. And then when it came to DVD, it was like, we still have more room on this disc. Let's put something else on there. And they started doing more and more of the behind-the-scenes shit. And so the general populace, morons like myself, uh, became more in tune with, oh, this is how the magic is done. We got to see behind the curtain a little bit more. And yeah. so you start to pick out... 
oh, that's a green screen with a tiny little miniature alien ship flying through some stock footage of clouds. Yeah. So I think it's more along the lines of us being, I don't want to say jaded, but just uh, a little more in tune with how things work, a little more uh, aware of how the magic is made. Yeah. Does that make sense? Boy, it's so it, oh, it does. And it's so weird to think back to when we, you know, we both grew up with VHS and it's so weird to think back to when like all, all movies were at, at, at some point in the runtime movie magic. And now it's like, oh, I know how they did that. I'm like, okay, I, whatever. But back then it was like, this is a treat. We're watching something on VHS, which is a, a theater at home. Yeah. You know, oh, it was and, amazing because I was, yeah, even then with the acting, I was so naive and dumb. It was just like, I'm watching Harrison Ford and he's, uh, Indiana Jones. And that's amazing. I'd love to be an actor because I'm a hero like him. I'm going to go out on there, uh, on, on that bridge. And I'm going to chop it down. I'm going to swing. It's like, he didn't do any of that shit. You know, yeah. once you really got a little older and learned how the shit worked, it was like, oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's playing pretend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was like, it's fun to be an actor. I show up every day and I'm awesome. And that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that wasn't the way it was. But that's, uh, again, the difference between uh, being a child and being an adult and learning how these things work and uh, VHS being able to watch these movies in your home at your leisure and DVD and seeing how they're made and the behind the scenes shit. I think it totally yeah. correlates. Yeah. And then with Blu-ray is, okay, you've seen the original movies on VHS and then you've seen them with special features and now you're going to see them pretty much how they looked theatrically like theatrically distributed like this is this is how they looked when they played in the theater cuz they didn't look like they did like DVD that's not an accurate representation of the theatrical experience blu-ray uh, to me is I might disagree with you there I feel like the the blu-ray is probably too clean Okay, yeah, for, no, I agree. Because we, because, because, yeah, we, we, I mean, the thirty-five prints we were watching were usually a lot dirtier than even the DVD. Uh, again, I go back to uh, <laughs> it was a, a totally random thing, but I was like, I want to go back and watch this uh, sports moment from the Cleveland Browns because um, I remember it happening, and I want to check it out. I'm sure somebody on YouTube captured it, and they did, and I watched it. And it was the original broadcast that they showed. And we're not talking 1080i, 720p, 480, cock, dick, anything. Yeah. We're talking UHF. And I think it was the cause of all of my vision problems. I I really do. (laughs) You couldn't tell anybody's name on their shirt. Like... Just blurred mess. It's so bad i'm like how did we watch this shit for so long it's horrible and i it's just those small steps of progression of getting better and better and better um talking to my dad while we were buying some tvs this weekend uh for one of his projects and i don't see what the difference is between 4k and 1080p and it's like yeah you don't notice it now but if you go back and look at vhs it's horrible absolutely horrible and the broadcast TV was even worse. So anyway, you just become accustomed to these things because of the baby steps. Yeah, you do. You're right. And who knows what it's going to be like in 10 years from now. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Blu-ray is going to be a thing of the past by then, I'm sure. 
So it's going to be uh, what do they call it? Uh, either it'll, it'll either be VR virtual reality or what's the other one? Uh, AR augmented reality, like the um, Pokemon Go, where it's layered bullshit on top of reality. Okay. Yeah, man, I'm game for either. Go for it. Yeah. This 3D camera stuff. Have you looked at any of those videos on YouTube? Have you run to any of the 3D videos on YouTube where you can look around? Uh-uh. Uh, oh, yes. The, sh- the Shining I did. The Shining? So, there was one where they made a virtual virtual reality of the Overlook Hotel. No doubt. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, but I checked that one Isn't out. it freaky, though? You're watching a video and you can, like, pan left and right while you're doing it. I I think I called it on this show, like, who <laughs> uh, God knows how many episodes episodes ago, where it's like it's just going to be a ball on a stick, and you can look at 360 in any direction. And you, there are videos out there now where you can do that. It, yeah, that's that's bonkers to me. Anyway, movie freaks of the future. Yeah, we predict <laughs> these shit. Okay. Uh, Anything else that you want to add for? Did we even get into your topic of practice? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, it was a great, great conversation. <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> Sweet. Once again, I hogged all of Rabbit Trail. Great. No, no, no. It was good. I liked that. I, I, I remember something about pigs uh, and guts and stuff. So I'm good. Oh, <laughs> glad you got your taste. And all of our yeah. listening audience right now cannot see the sarcastic shit eating grin on your face of, yeah, yeah. You hogged it once again, asshole. Okay. Uh, no, no, you're good. Ah, bullshit. I'm just going to wait until you say something. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, recently. Yeah. Watched. Let's, let's get on to recently watched. Um, once again, I have to go first. Damn it. <laughs> I, I swear we're going to start trading off duties on some of these things <laughs> I, you've got some movies that you watched that I am so curious your thoughts on okay we'll start off with uh, <clears throat> how about Cat in the Brain you want that one oh yeah that would probably be my number one okay uh, Cat in the Brain is a Lucio Fulci film from the year do you know what year uh, 1980 or uh, wow, 19, late, yeah, late Fulci. That after he generally got not good, uh, or not yeah. <laughs> not normal Fulci that you expect. Um, I'm not gonna dive into the whole plot of this movie because who in the fuck knows? Um, yep, 1990 by the way. That's when it was. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, good. I give it a thumbs up. Overall, I'm going to give this a thumbs up, especially because it's Fulci being extremely gory. Uh, he's also very weird, as he always is in all of his movies. Uh, I, I seem to recall the last time we talked about it, you wanted me to explain. Maybe I could catch more of the plot than you did, or uh, explain more of it. Um, not terribly much. It starts off with a cat eating his brains, and uh, gets more gory from there. And I think the general idea is that this psychotic uh, psychiatrist or psychologist, whatever that Fulci is visiting, uh, puts this bullshit in his head that makes him be even more crazy. It's it's the cat in his brain that's eating his brain. It's it's the ideas that he put in his head that makes him act out crazy so that the psychiatrist can get away with murdering people. And somehow those layers are supposed to cross and they don't kind of ever do in any logical sense. Uh, but <laughs> nor does any Fulci movie 
kind of. Yeah. You just kind of yeah. have to fill in the holes along the way. And overall, I, I would say kind of thumbs up. It's a it's a good Fulci movie, uh, but it's also kind of a flaming piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. It is. Uh, it is and gory. I, I'm happy to report it, that to this movie came out on August 8, 1990. On my birthday oh. in 1990, it was released. So, ah, uh, that's great. <laughs> I will say this. It is gory to beat the band. I mean, yeah. damn. It's crazy. Now, originally, this movie was supposed to be just a string of graphic, disgusting, gory murder shots with Fulci or someone narrating it or just kind of like I just oh, some so weird. That, that's the script. I mean, mission accomplished because that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> and occasionally the, that psychiatrist shows up and is like, hey. There's a plot, maybe. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, that... this means something. And then, you know, <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I that movie is so nuts that uh, I, I can't help but... Uh... Can't help but love it. Yeah. Oh no, that's okay. I'm I'm totally not gonna dog you on this one. I I enjoyed the film. I really did. Yeah. I'm not gonna give it uh, like overwhelming, huge, humongous thumbs up, but. It's definitely better than some of his other shit. I I, yeah. I enjoyed it. It's gets gory as all hell, and that that yeah, it's, shit it's works. Never boring. No, it's not. <laughs> um, okay, enough of that. Unless you have something okay. else to add for Cat in the Brain. Nope, that's it. Okay, uh, Afflicted. I wanted to kick this one off because the last yes. episode we talked about. Uh, you wanted to review it, and you were going to wait till I got a chance to watch it. Well, I watched it this week, and good film. This is kind of a vampire. Uh, shit. I had a good. What the hell mm. is that movie that Josh Trank made? Oh, uh, Chronicle. This is a vampire version of Chronicle. The end. yeah, oh, that's yeah. exactly what this movie is. If you want to watch a movie like Chronicle, but instead of sci-fi a- angle, it's got a horror angle and it's vampires. That's this. And yeah, it is. Yeah. That literally, that is this movie. Yeah. And the, I don't have much. To add, it was good. I liked it. I give kudos to the guys for uh, slumming through uh, their low budgetness to get this movie made, and they did a very good job of it. The special effects all worked. They were very meager in their tone, but it, it worked. Um, that's it. Did you did you did you like the last thirty minutes? I I loved how they really went all out with the first person shooter type aspects, kind of towards the end. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. It all worked. It was good. It was, it was one of the few good found footage movies. Yeah. Yep. I thought it was a great movie. I loved it. I, I Maybe it was because I was expecting it to be eh, but I loved it. I, I thought the acting was good. I bought the characters in the movie and what they were doing. And I, I bought, for the most part, I bought why they were filming this. I agree. Were, and I, honestly, I was a little disappointed they didn't get more of their uh, world trip in. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. This... The, these guys, um, they get together and they're like, we're going to take a world trip because I want to visit the world because uh, one guy has some sort of malady, like yeah. maybe life-threatening or he's going to have a shorter life or something. And then, you know, uh, they go to Spain. It's one of their first stops and they meet a girl or they're trying to get him laid. And in the process, uh, he gets attacked in this viral thing, vampires. Uh, yeah. I'm not spoiling anything. Trust me. No. Vampires. Yeah. Uh, but they did some cool and interesting little weird effects. I, I would throw Wreck in there. 
A uh, little bit, oh, yeah. little bit of that flavor. Um, it uh, it was interesting. They 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 had some good uh, ideas in there. I I fully in, I really enjoyed it. I was glad they didn't hang too long with the uh, hipster bullshit band that they ran to <laughs> meet up with, because uh, <laughs> it was like that is one of those extremely low budget horrible mistakes that a lot of people make where it's like, Hey, here's my buddy's band. And that's exactly what that was. And it's like, we're going to go meet up with our buddy's band. And then they hung with them for 20 minutes of the movie. And then they were inconsequential to anything else in the plot. And what's sad is that there are so many movies and we're talking all the way back to the seventies where movies just do that. I mean, I, I, I know some movies like some horror movies where I'm like, Oh, now they're in a bar, and now we're kind of focusing on a really shitty band yep. that has nothing to do with anything, but it's five minutes of filler, and it's like, hey, the director's buddy's band is now in the movie. And that's exactly what that was. It was, yep. and yeah, their band, I'm not even going to tell you the name, because they were horrible. Awful. And the I re- definition yeah, I of hipster. Okay. Yep. Do a couple of reviews, okay. sir, because I, okay. I'm all going to... Should we start with? Should I get Suicide Squad taken care of? Well, before I drink too much Clan McGregor, let's just get Suicide Squad taken care of right now. <laughs> I think it's too late yeah. for that. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. So uh, had the time this late afternoon to go watch Suicide Squad, and uh, I, I timed it out perfectly. I'm like Tuesday, which is five dollar Tuesdays at the theater, as long as it's not in the XD or 3D. So that limits it literally down to two, maybe three. I think it's only two showings today. And I got there. This is for the 235. I got there at about 240. It was almost sold out. Almost every seat taken. Yeah, it was packed. Awesome. Um, Yeah, so thumbs up. I'm I'm glad that it was – I'm glad it's doing good. And my expectations have been somewhat lowered on this movie just because of – once again, it's DC. So therefore, hate. It's tons of hate. And I will say that some of it has been warranted with this movie, unfortunately. Not to the director's fault, in my opinion. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but there is very, very evident uh, studio meddling in this movie. And that just pisses me off. When the studio... I, I get it. I know that... The studio is fronting the bill. Here's your $175 million. But if you're hiring a director, a fairly well-known director that is pretty good, just let him go. Let him let him make his movie instead of you fucking it up. And that's exactly what happened with this movie is it's cool. It's cool. Oh, unfunny, Deadpool-y type joke. It's cool. Up oh, another dumb, not funny joke from Harley Quinn who's cool until she's starts making not funny PG-13 jokes. That's the fault of Deadpool coming out and f- and yeah. being well, the highest grossing R-rated comedy of all time, or uh, comic book movie of all time. Then it's like, oh, panic, panic, we gotta do that. Plus, BBS is getting horrible reviews. We have to change, change, change mid-production. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if, you, if people are, have, that haven't seen this are, are expecting another Man of Steel BVS, and then this, no. This one here is totally different from those two, uh, and that is a detriment. And it's unfortunate because I love the tone that those two movies have set. I love that it's a darker tone. Here, it's like there's dark tone, 
But not because it's trying to be something else now all of a sudden a little bit because someone else decided to get into the editing bay and reshoot things that shouldn't be reshot. Mm. And, and the, I, I gave it three out of five stars. I enjoyed it. It's a, it's still a fun comic book movie. It, there's some good stuff in it, some good action. Um, the hate that it's getting is totally unwarranted. It's not that bad. Um, the characters are cool, but it's, it's two hours long. It should be probably two and a half hours long, and it should feel like BVS and Man of Steel, I think, um, because Ben Affleck's in this thing, and it, it's forwarding that world that they're creating, except it's now this odd side thing that it shouldn't be. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, they did it with Josh Trank's Fantastic Four, and they did it with this. It's not... I don't, I'm guessing it's not quite as prevalent in this as it was Fantastic Four, but it's still, come on, guys. I, I get you're trying to do damage control, but I don't, I, I guess it's just me, but I don't think Batman versus Superman, and we're going to, I don't want to go down this road again, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it wasn't the, it wasn't a bad movie. It was a good movie. I really liked it. And I like that they're doing something different. And here it's like, Oh, but we should try to do something that Marvel's doing because they're doing something cool and it's working. Uh, technically, Deadpool was Fox, so they were doing something. Yes, they true. were out uh, out on a limb there. It wasn't Marvel taking that stretch because Marvel doesn't do that. Um, no. Here's my thought on Suicide Squad, and I'm I'm, I'm really thrilled that this whole fiasco with uh, Suicide Squad is happening on a film like Suicide Squad because I have no attachment to it emotionally. I don't care as the dc guy yeah. i don't really care if it's it's oh they fucked that up yeah i don't care yeah. whatever <laughs> that's fine um but i i'm not really gonna hold warner brothers feet to the fire until justice league and the reason being is because uh marvel had to go through their paces until they got everybody in position um, to make all the right decisions, to make the right calls, to create really good comic book films. And they had to go through some missteps before that. I love Marvel fan that doesn't think Marvel ever put out a bad film. Seemingly has not seen Ghost Rider, Daredevil, the originals, uh, all the bullshit they went through. And they're like, well, that wasn't Marvel Studios. You're right, but Marvel <laughs> still approved that shit in some yeah. form or another. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's growing pains. They're going to have to learn and they're going to make adjustments. And I feel like between Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, they started, they were making adjustments. And, uh, with, when the reviews started coming in for BVS and the reviews started coming in for Deadpool, they made adjustments. They steered their ship a little bit on Suicide Squad. Unfortunately, the problem was it was too late. That thing was so far into production. Yeah, making agreed. Making those gigantic changes probably wrecked that movie. I have not seen the movie. I have no opinion on it. I Look, guys, I am the DC-leaning <laughs> person, but I will admit when they've made a shitty film, they've made plenty. Um, but I'm not going to hold Warner Brothers' feet to the fire until Justice League. The reason being... Because after Suicide Squad, or uh, it came out that Jeff Johns is not only was he in charge, has now been put in charge of artistic direction from uh, script to final, but now he's become the president of whatever title you want to make. Of he makes all the damn decisions. Uh, okay, Jeff Johns is a guy I kind of trust. 
show me what he does when he's in charge. If he, that's where we're really going to start judging. If, if the shit that he's putting out when he's in charge, which would be justice league, wonder woman kind of on the fence. He was kind of came into the middle of that. So again, if wonder woman comes out and is, we'll see. Uh, yeah, but it was John's idea to put out this justice league trailer and the wonder woman trailer from Comic-Con in the fashion that they were put out. And both of those were home runs, in my opinion. Oh, they they looked so good. And the Wonder Woman trailer was in front of Suicide Squad, and I just, huge shit-eating grin, like, this looks so good. Please be that good. Please. We'll see, but he was not on board uh, at the time that that film was made. So, yeah. or at least he came in about halfway through. So maybe he might have had some uh, influence a little bit as some sort of producer role. Again, Justice League is going to be the one where he was fully un- in charge of uh, being the head of the Warner Brothers DC division of blah, 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 blah whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So we will see with that. Is he able to rein in Zack Snyder? Is he able to make these scripts from the get-go be more accurate to the characters? That's when we will see. And until then, yeah. I'm not going to freak out, especially not about Suicide yeah. Squad. And I'll I'll yeah. watch it. Uh, I'm not running to the theater, but I, I would definitely check it out in the dollar theater. If it's a piece of shit, I will come here and tell you it's a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, is that, is that, uh, is that, uh, is that fair enough? Is that honest? Oh yeah. And, and trust me, I, it's not the turd that, uh, so many people are making it out to be. I don't think I, Hey, I enjoyed the movie, but I, I loved man of steel and BVS and I was expecting another one of those because I like that DC universe. And I'm like, ah, come on. This is not that universe anymore. This is a weird studio meddling mishmash of some cool and some not funny and some just action, 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 because that's what people want instead of, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. It's okay. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, Go ahead and do another review, sir. Okay. Um, Going from Suicide Squad, let's go all the way back to – I'm looking over my my recently watched movies here. Um, I, I'd like to talk about Phantom Boy, but my review of that movie is on our Movie, movie Freaks Facebook page. So check that one out. But that is a – or should I talk about that one or should I – I think you covered it pretty well on the page. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to take care of a really, really old movie here. Uh, watched a movie called, now we're getting into underbelly here. Not a horror movie though. Not a horror movie. A movie called Police Connection. Also known as The Mad Bomber. Hmm. And this is, uh, this is, we've watched so many ripoffs of, <laughs> of bigger movies and this is a ripoff of Dirty Harry. Uh, from, hold on here. Let me just pull up the, uh, IMDb here, just so I get a little bit of the information right. 1973, um, I watched this uh, the other night, and it's about this mad bomber going through uh, the city, and he just plants bombs because he's nuts because of something that happened to his daughter, and there's this grizzled Clint Eastwood-y wannabe type cop that uh, that no one, you know, no one's given the time of day to that's out to stop him. Uh, there's also a rapist in town 
that is very rapey. Uh, and uh, Mr. Rapey Guy sees the face of the Mad Bomber. So we have to have the cop team up with Rapey Guy to stop this guy. And uh, there's the storyline. And this is a Code Red Blu-ray release. And Code Red, uh, if you listen to my show, Code Red is kind of the underbelly of Blu-ray releasing. The way that this guy releases Blu-rays is he does it his own way. The guy himself is, uh, he's very quirky and he's very vocal and he can be very Donald Trumpy in his wow. very stupid shit that he says that, that, that upsets everybody, yet he has the license to these movies. So, hey, if you want to watch this movie, you got to buy it from me. And that's the only way you're going to watch this. And so that's kind of his thing is like literally he has created his own little movie empire of like you want these obscure movies. You're going to buy them for me. And you're going to pay a premium. Here's the only way you can't buy them on on uh, Amazon. You have to buy them through my site. And this movie here is one of them. And he got an uncut copy of this movie, which has rarely been seen. And I got to say for 1973, a cop thriller this is rough stuff, like lots of rapiness and lots of just innocent people being blown up by this bomb guy. And it's just like, wow, this is dirty, hairy, but really, really hardcore, grindy, grindhousey. Um, but, but having said all that, totally worth the money. And uh, <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. I mean. It's one of those movies that would never in a million years get made anymore. And the final, like, 30 seconds of the movie, you're like, holy shit. They went there. Roll credits. That was great. It was it, big thumbs up. I, it's <laughs> Wow, I, I wasn't it, sure where you were going to go on that. I, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a, oh, F this movie. Instead, no, 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 no. Okay. This is... But, but if you like Dirty Harry, it's a Dirty Harry movie, but... Just run through the shitter. So it's just guttery. It's just <laughs> well. That's another. That's another rabbit trail we could uh, throw out there sometime. Is what begat what? Was it Dirty Harry begat um, uh, this guy begat? Um, yeah. What, what was the other one with it? Charles Bronson? Um, Death Wish. Death Wish. What was the timeline on these things? What copied what? Yeah, that's good. Ooh, that would be make a great. Uh, conversation piece yeah yeah or a rabbit trail we'll throw it in there sometime yeah <laughs> conversation piece it's yeah. not a, a bowl of flowers you put on your fucking countertop yeah. <laughs> so anyway no, nice uh, pretty and... what was the name of this yeah, movie yeah, again so, uh, the, the movie is called police connection there's a lot of like really early 70s bush and lots <laughs> of wow oh just and just Oh, very rapey. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of rape. And the, it and sounds the, like yes. um, Maniac or Maniac Cop, something in that. Oh no, it's 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 even. It's not quite as graphic as Maniac, the horror movie Maniac, but it's uh, just like okay, it's another bombing followed by followed by. It's, it's almost like because there's two horrible villains in this movie, and then the cop is getting completely shit on the whole movie. There's, it's hard to root for anybody, but it's to the, it's to the movie's credit. Like, it makes the movie work all the better. Yeah, I got that. It's, it's not your standard issue. Like, yes, it is a ripoff, but at the same time, it's like, oh, geez, this is like, this is 
oppressive, like heavy stuff that they're dealing with. And oh, now Mr. Rapist is. I don't want to. Here I am saying I don't want to spoil anything because no one will go out and buy, pay $30 to watch this thing. But it's like, oh, now Mr. Rapist is breaking into a hospital and r- raping a deaf mute lady oh, because yeah, that happened. And oh, now he's on the side of the cops because he's trying to stop the bomber guy. Because he's like, bombing people wow. that he could po- potentially rape. Yes, but uh, it, it is... This is 42nd Street Gold right here, folks. <laughs> wow. So Okay. Anyway, um, there you go. One more. Let's do one more round and uh, we'll be done. Do you want uh, Batman the Killing Joke or Terminator Gen Isis revisited? Oh, dear Lord. Uh. <laughs> uh, seriously, consider. What do you want? Because um, the, the other will be on the next. I'm going to talk about the, both these. So it'll be on the next episode. Um... Let's go with, uh, I guess, Terminator Jenny Craig. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, So, um, went to revisit this one because my wife was unsure if she had saw it. I was pretty sure I watched it by myself. And the first time around, I was fairly hard on this film, as was everybody else. And the only person defending it was James Cameron, saying this is the true Terminator 3, I guess. Uh, You and I are very different from the rest of the world. We don't loathe Terminator three and four. Like we're both, oh, we're no. like, that's a, it's okay. It's, you're never going to top T2. That It's one yeah. of the grandest action sci-fi movies of all time. It is. But T3 and the, perfect. and part four, I think were worthy sequels. I like them both. I, they're okay. They have more enough, uh, positive to sell them. Like they're entertaining. Come on. It, yeah, uh, look at other sci-fi movies that are, they're just garbage, you know? Uh, they're, it's so yeah. hard to come across, like, decent sci-fi. The problem yeah. is that they're just greatly overshadowed by their predecessor. Um, and I gotta say, I, this one I was most against of all the sequels uh, since T2. Uh, from the trailer on, I was like, I don't like this premise. I don't want, uh, no, don't do this. Uh, and the first watch was like, damn it, Jai Courtney or whatever your damn name is. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> but, Does time heal all wounds? No, but time heals some wounds. And letting some time pass and all the hate pass and... You know what? Let's give it another shot and see what I think. I thought there were a couple of decent ideas the first time around. Let's see what I think on the second go round. Damn it, dude! I, I I gotta say, this is a pretty damn good movie. I I, I can't. I, I I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. The, if I'm the lone guy saying it, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I I really enjoyed this movie the second time around. I really did. The biggest fault is that it's not the Terminator sequel that I wanted. And that's not fair to say. I mean, we all want that next step of the John Connor story where it's in mm-hmm. the future and everything's desolate and we move on from that. And you know what? We don't have that movie. Maybe eventually we will get that movie. But until then, we have this movie. And you know what? The ideas in this movie kind of work. It's a different take on the series and 
I, I, mm. I hate to be making this change. I really do. I'm, it's embarrassing. But I gotta say, it's pretty fucking entertaining. Did did it make sense to you though? Like the the plot line? Yeah. Because man, that plot line towards the end where the one guy goes back and uh, and it it kind of did. It it sort of was like, oh god, it's it's <laughs> why am I defending this shit? How much time are we gonna spend on this? Uh, look, if you already hate the idea of going back and changing the original Terminator, then you're gonna hate this originally. But you know what? That's what the original Terminator was. It was going back and changing the original timeline, and that's what this film does. And mm. in a weird kind of way, it works. It's I'm not going to spend all day breaking down this film on the reasons why I'm like okay with it now. I'm just going <laughs> to sit over here at four minutes to fucking pumpkin time and say that me and James Cameron on the same page. Rest of the world, <laughs> you guys are on your own. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> now, I wonder what the next step it will be for Terminator because I'm guessing they're not going to continue with that storyline. I, I would imagine that eventually they're either going to reboot it or come up with something different. But I don't. I'm guessing they're not going to keep on with that storyline because it didn't do that good. Who the hell the knows? Theater. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Now, let's be honest. The last two Terminator movies didn't do what I wanted them to do. But at what point do we say? Just because you don't do what I want you to do with your storyline, that doesn't automatically make you bad film. And uh, Jay Courtney's acting is still suspect. Uh, there's a lot of problems here. There really is. Yeah. I, I'm not sitting here going, amazing film. I'm just saying it didn't quite deserve the hate. I, I And I, I'm starting to see the director's vision on what you're doing here. You're trying to do something different while touching on some of the same. And, you know, if not for nothing, it didn't do the uh, Star Wars Episode Seven thing where we completely rehash uh, what was invented there. Yeah. Hey, and at least at least uh, Arnie does his really, really hilarious grin in that movie, <laughs> which was probably my favorite part of the whole movie. I'm like, that was great. He was funny in it. I can't remember her name, but the Mother of Dragons from Game of Thrones. Yes, Mother of Dragons, uh, yes. Perfectly cast uh, to take over that role. She really, she looks so much like her. It's it's almost bothersome. I, damn it. I, again, I'm caught in that circle of where I shouldn't be defending this shit, but at the same time, it's like, guys, we're never going to get another Terminator 2. We're, it's not going to happen. So... Like, lower your hate of these things, because yeah. at least they're presenting some decent ideas, and they're trying something new. I actually wouldn't mind seeing a a reboot, or a remake of the original. Like, we're talking, like, this is the story, and we're, there is no other Terminator movies, we're restarting this thing. I think it would be cool, but, you know, whatever. I mean, that's fine. I just, I I just ask you, next time you you try and watch this movie, and you will... Um, I guarantee that well. Yeah. Try to go in with with a, a kind of blank slate because there were a lot of ideas in here where it's like, okay, you know what? I see what you're doing. I get it now. Like, yeah. Okay, that 
It kind of worked for me this time, damn it. I'm sorry mm. that I have to apologize so much for uh, yeah, how many qualifications I have to put in this uh, Terminator. You know what? <laughs> Fuck all y'all. I like Terminator Genesis. Kiss my ass. <laughs> and that's coming from somebody who ragged it for like a dozen episodes of this <laughs> stupid-ass podcast nobody listens to. Oh. Okay, are you ready to uh, wrap up this episode? or uh, Give me one more. Okay, um, I'll make this one quick because it's it's a thing that exists. Uh, but it's a thing that exists that I, I quite enjoyed. It's a movie called Demonoid. Yeah. Um, now I am no longer embarrassed about my review of Terminator yep, Gen. I see yep, you should not be. <laughs> Demonoid. Uh, where are you, Demonoid? Oh, I'm glad you spent your time wisely. Well, hey, I was listening to you. Yeah. I was, uh, Intensely. You're like, oh. Bitch. Huh. And of course, it's not popping up on Netflix. Why would it? But, uh, Demonoid. Um, and they'll, uh, oh, it is eleven thirty, and I'm glad I don't have to give everybody our information. Oh, yep. Yeah. It's not showing up. Okay, so we're not going to talk about Demonoid. No, no, carry on. Listen no. to Cinema's no, no, soft, no, no, a no, soft no, underbelly. No, carry on, Demonoid. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, okay. early '80s uh, movie about. <laughs> This cave where the suspected witches are uh, chained up and their tops are ripped, their tops are ripped off. I'm interested. Carry <laughs> and, on. And and, and uh, they're. Let me see here. I, I have to like literally like raise my arm. Their left hands are whacked off of their bodies, and then they're they're killed. And because their hands are the source of all evil. And an archaeologist discovers this tomb years later <laughs> and uh, sees all these handless, uh, mummified whatever. And um, one such hand resurrects itself and attaches itself to the body and claims itself as the host or whatever. And now we're in modern times, a.k.a. 1982, and the hand starts killing people. Um, and then the hand gets severed, and then it chases after the after the owner. The guy, uh, the, the, and the, 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 the guy that just said Terminator Genesis is good says, "Keep on talking." Yeah, yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else? What? Um, yes, please. What else? Um, it's, and I I will say this, here's the reason why I watched this movie is I was watching the documentary 42nd street memories on the, uh, on the pieces Blu-ray and on a double bill, they were showing old school pictures of 42nd street. And like on a, one of those double bills was this movie called demonoid. I'm like, Ooh, what's that? And so, of course, immediately I'm like, okay, demonoid, demonoid, demonoid. Like, ooh, vinegar syndrome released that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, immediately I bought a used copy of it. And, yep. So there it is. Um, 82 fun-filled minutes of a rubber hand uh, doing things and nudity and some gore. And then a priest and a some lady, uh, they do things. <laughs> And, and then they no, no, it's great. It sounds like um, Pee Wee Herman's autobiography. Yes, <laughs> it could be. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, that's we're, it. We're I, all done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and rest assured, I'll be talking more in depth. If, if for those of you out there that are like, wait, tell me more. 
Stay tuned for another Cinema Soft Underbelly where I will be <laughs> delving into more of the class act that is Demonoid. So, oh, um, I cheers. look forward to it. I'm a avid listener. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, like, I can hear right when the headache sets in of that hangover. Okay. <laughs> Uh, are you ready to wrap up this episode, Pumpkinhead? We're past the time limit. Yep. Okay, what do you got for tease? For me, I, oh, I get to start first. Um, writing reviews. Uh, we're looking for maybe, possibly, some writers to, uh, contribute more reviews to our Facebook page. As of now, it's just me and this guy, and it's twice a week. But, you know, content is always a good thing. And we're always looking for more like-minded writers. We have lots of rules, and if you don't like that, well, then, too bad. There's plenty of other places that uh, will accept your trolley bullshit nonsense. Um, If you can't Mm -hmm. accept our rules, well, then hit us up at uh, moviefreakspot at yahoo.com or etc. 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 Um, I will be making a post about that this weekend, uh, probably. <laughs> we'll see. We're going to run you through some paces and make sure that you're not, uh, lazy. Um. Yes. Amen. That's going to be it for my tease. I have, again, a ton of shit on my shelf to watch. Oh, okay. I bought the DVD of Agent 47. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Probably be rewatching that one. And I bought the Blu-ray of Lucy. I need to get that one checked off again. I want to watch that movie again. I, yeah, me too. I, I ever since the theater, I I liked it. I think more than you did, but I haven't seen it since the theater. We'll see. I was right in that same yeah. area. Okay, tease yeah. for you. Uh, um, coming up next uh, episode, I'll talk about the forest and the boy. These are uh, recently purchased used Blu-rays from Family Video. These are the like newer released movies. Uh, so, Forest and the Boy, and Which boy? Um, also. Uh, the mainstream theatrical uh, release. Puppet Boy, boy or... Yes, the, pu- okay. the Puppet Boy. Yep. And I also, for my birthday, uh, my my lovely wife got me the Scream Factory edition of Manhunter, Michael Mann's Manhunter. So I'll be watching that and uh, Eric Red's Bad Moon on Blu-ray. Ooh. And what I'm most uh, excited about talking about is the... Uh, the movie that Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Eight was based on, and that is Cutthroats 9, and that is another Code Red Blu-ray. And I actually, I'm not going to lie, that thing was $30 off of this guy's website, and I was like, nope, that is way too much for, for this guy. But it was on my birthday list, and so I'm happy to report that that is in my collection now. <laughs> and I am, I cannot wait to watch this movie, this, this uh, Cutthroat's 9. So that's uh, coming your way next episode of Movie Freaks. Nice. Okay, I think that'll uh, do it for this episode. I'm Eric Barr. And I'm Jim Weaver. See you next time, buddy. Bye. Thanks for listening.